Hi, this is Pastor Don from Perry Hall Family Worship Center. I'm so glad that you joined into our service today. We are blessed that you are part of it. And you know, my prayer for you is this, that you will be blessed, you'll be encouraged, and most of all, you'll be challenged by the Word of God today. So just get ready and join into the services. Service has already begun. God bless you. And my, I, got, uh, I got 11 points. I think I got 11 points. But my first point is, and if you can see, I'm, I use this as my hope as well, is really our topic of our sermon today. And the topic is, what's the plan? What's the plan? You know, when you go into a new year, it's always that time to reset. Okay, it's that time to say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start doing things different. Last year, you learn a little bit. You don't spend too much time dwelling on last year. We hope we learned from the year in the past. But the new year is coming up. And you got a whole host of things. I'm going to go on a diet. That's the big one. Until January 3rd and you go off the diet. It lasts about that long. Let's be honest, right? We're going to exercise. Oh, that's awesome. You know? I'm going to start walking the Dunkin' Donuts instead of driving. You know, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, we have all these great things. We have these, um, these uh, plans... We get started out off and running. A lot of people really do take it serious, and and I believe we should take it serious, planning our new year, even planning our day. I think it's important to plan it out. We'll see that God has plans for us as well. But, you know, if we don't plan, if we don't plan our year out, we're kind of just subject to whatever's going to take place. And we don't want to. We don't want to be that way. You know, we want to have a plan. And obviously, I'm talking a spiritual plan as well. Now we can have we can have our plans for a job, and you know, getting again, getting healthy, or uh, paying off bills. We can get all that plan, and that's important without a doubt. But we also need a spiritual plan. And I think that as we go in life, we start to think more spiritually. I know I do because I see so much stuff taking place that I'm thinking more spiritual. I'm thinking, you know, my time here and things like that are important and I got to make it important. But people will have plans, they'll have forecasts, you know, companies will forecast their business for this next coming year. You know, we did a hundred million dollars. Well, you know what? We got to do a little bit more this year. We're not going to back off. We're not going to do less. So we got to do more. And, you know, so many times we, we, uh, we got to push ourselves. But really the thing of planning is to is to produce. You don't want to just plan and say, I'm planning on doing nothing this year, you know? You're planning on going an extra mile. You're planning on, like I said, maybe exercising, maybe um, uh, paying off bills, strengthening relationships with family, things like that, which are all great goals, especially if there is turmoil in your life. You know, maybe it's a time to plan ahead and get things straightened out. But, you know, as we go through life, sometimes it's, it's hard to do that stuff. But when I look at planning, I, I see this, and I've really seen this as, as I was just preparing for this sermon, how God has a plan. He really does. But before we get into that, I just want to share, let me hit the next point here, because God begins, we're going to hit a few steps here. In Proverbs here, it says this, the simple believes every word, but the prudent Considers well his steps. 
The prudent person is the one who, who looks, for, looks to the future, in a sense. He's looking ahead. He takes great care in planning ahead. Now, the simple, to me, is like a, is like a, um, you know, like a, a ball, a pinball. You know, you ever play pinball? I know most of us probably have. You pull the thing back and the ball goes up. And then the ball just comes down and it's just pounding wherever it's hitting. It's just some force is moving it this way that is taken that way. It's like there's no control. Once you let go of the, the thing, the ball goes flying and it's bouncing all over the place. That's like the simple. The simple doesn't have a plan. They're just going through life and they're just, they're just bouncing along and hitting different things. But God is saying the one who's, who, who's prudent there, who's, he considers well his steps, he's thinking, he's planning out his year or he's planning out his day. We can talk one day or we can talk about 365 days here, but you see that God is even saying, this is the type of people. There's two different type of people out there. So we hit our next point here and we continue to see what scripture's telling us, but we know that we have a plan. But the question really is, what is God's plan for us this year? Now, a lot of times I like to use the words like us, we, and a lot of times I like to use me. So when I use me, I'm talking about all of us as kind of more uh, listener friendly, said it's kind of like me. But what, is, what, does, what do I have in my plans? Or I should say, what does God have in my plans, in my life? It's easy for us, for me to say, well, this is what I plan on doing this year. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do all these things. But really, before it's about me, it's about God. And that's the way we should look at it. What is God's plan for me? See, as we're going here, you're going to see to have a plan, the first thing is God's plan. It's not our plan. And we're going to see that through Scripture. Again, we always let the Word of God speak to us. Let the Word of God uh, direct us and lead us into the path that we need to go. So, what is God's plan for me? What is God's plan for us? Point four. And here's, what, here's as we get started. Now, Jeremiah 29, 11, I'll say this. This verse is probably used in most of the services today. <laughs> Being it's the first Sunday of the year. Everybody loves to use this verse here. But God is speaking to Jeremiah to speak to people. Now, listen to this. It says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not evil. To give you a future and a hope. Now, here's the thing. I look at this and I see, man, God is really sharing his heart to me. He's revealing his heart. He really cares for me. Again, I'm, that's you as well. He really cares. He thinks good things about me. Things of peace. Now, this, this verse here is really written to God's people, which we are God's people, but this particular group of people were in exile. They were, they were in captivity. And God is saying, look, I know you're going through something. I know something is taking place right now in your life, but you know what? I got a plan for you. And it's a good plan. Okay, you're going through some turbulence right now. You're hitting some rough waters. You're going through family situations, work, finances. God still has a plan. Now, here's the thing about this. Just because this verse says God has a plan for me, it doesn't mean it's going to happen. I have to make the decision to complete that plan. Just like God gives us all a choice. He gives us all opportunities to accept them or not accept them. But it's the same here. God gives me that opportunity to complete this verse. 
He has a great plan for me. He's got great thoughts. He's got all these good things for me. But if I'm not in his plan, if I'm not on his path, well, I can't really expect to receive the blessings of this one simple verse here, no matter what I'm going through. So when we look at this verse, we can say, you know what? God really thinks cool about me. He really does. He really thinks good about you as well. Just because you may be, uh, you know, whatever you may be, but God still loves you and he still cares for you. Now let's go to the next point, point five, if you will. And Matthew says this, here, here is setting up for the plan. This is God's plan for you and me. And it's this, but seek first the kingdom of God and, and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. So God, we're beginning this unfold here, God's plan for us. God's plan. And what is it? First thing is, I got to seek God. It's, it's really that simple, but that's the first thing. It's not the second thing. It's not the third thing. It's me seeking after God because now we're, again, we're unfolding, we're unpacking God's plan for us in our lives. Now, this is what I have to do. This is what we all have to do. And if we don't do that, well, we're, again, we're missing out. So plan point one being in God's plan is I got to seek God. Now, I got to seek God. You got to seek God all the time, not just on Sunday mornings. We'll get more on that a little bit later, but you know, it's seeking God. It's, it's going out and going after him. Let's go to our next point, please. Now, Proverbs says this, commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your what? Your plan. Got it? So this is, this is what we have to do. First, we seek God. Now we commit our plan. We commit whatever we do to him. See, a lot of times we are looking to build bigger barns, bigger farms, to have more cars, to have more houses. We're looking to do that for us. Just give me more, just give me more. But when we turn it around and we commit everything that we do to the Lord, it's okay to build bigger barns and bigger farms or whatever, but it's also we gotta be given it out to the work of the Lord. It's not about how, how much value that I can put in my own life. It's how much value we can put back into the kingdom of God. Missions, churches, things of God. You know, there's a lot of other things going on out there, which is okay. But, you know, if you're committing your work to the Lord, you're committing what you do. It doesn't matter what you do in life. It doesn't matter what you do. You can, you're doing it for the Lord if you want to do it for the Lord. So this scripture saying, commit to the Lord whatever you do. And he's going to make your plan. He's going to direct your path. Amen? Let me hit the next point here. Just kind of going through a couple things here. Because as we're going through, we're really, again, we're frameworking what God says for us to do. Now, another familiar verse here. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will, he shall direct your path. He shall direct. So whatever you're doing, he's going to direct your path. But again, it's getting back to first thing is first, is what is God's plan? His plan is for me to seek him. His plan is for me to, to follow along. It's to trust in him. It's easy to say that, but when the road gets bumpy a little bit, we want to take over the, the wheel. But God is saying, look, you got to trust me in everything you do. In everything you do, you can acknowledge him. And I say this again. This is to any, anybody. This is to everybody. 
It's not just a, someone in ministry. It's not just a pastor, teacher. This is for all of us because he needs to direct every person. So in everything we do, we're doing it for the glory of God. You know what? You might not like your job, but thank the Lord you got a paycheck. You know, thank the Lord that, that he is providing that way. So we're, we're giving it to the Lord. Uh, can we go to point eight, please? Psalm says this. The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. I don't really have to say anything about that verse. Uh, you know what I'm seriously when you really look at that you're putting trust in God I mean I, I can stay here and try to fluff it up and use up some time and everything but this is this is what it is right here this is what God is saying I will guide you I will guide you not I will guide myself <laughs> go to the next one please okay so here's the question am I living in God's plan that sounds cool, everything that we've been saying, but am I really living in God's plan? Now, what does that mean, living in God's plan? Let me put it to you this way. Here's maybe a way you can know if you're not living in God's plan. And here's one way. is If you're living in sin, you're not living in God's plan. Sin is not part of God's plan. It's not his desire for each and every one of us. And, you know, we struggle with it without a doubt. And if we're, if we're living in sin and we're trying to, work through it with God's help, God will get us through it. But if we're knowingly working in sin or living in sin, we're not in God's plan. God's plan is for us to repent, means to turn to another direction. That's God's plan. So if you want to know if you're in God's plan, first thing is first, are you in sin? Are you dabbling in sin? Are you, are you entertaining sin? You know, there's so many different things out there. That, I mean, we spend hours talking about it. But that's one point. The other point, if you're living in God's plan, is do you, get, do you get excited about God? I mean, do you really get excited about the Word of God? Do you get excited about spending time with God? I think, I think it might be safe to say most of us probably do here because you're here. You came today to, to hear what God has to say. But if there's no excitement about God and the things of God, you're not in his plan. You're not in his plan. Sure, there's, there's exceptions to the rules. You may be going through turmoil or something like that, but we can still be in his plan. Here's another way you can tell if you're not in God's plan. Do you feel fulfillment in your life? Do you feel fulfillment? And I'm talking about your spiritual life. Do you feel like, okay, I'm doing good. I want to I continue to be hungry for God. I want more of God. And man, this is awesome. You feel fulfilled. If you're not feeling fulfilled, again, you're, you're, you're missing something here. Because the life of, of a Christian, you know, don't get me wrong. We'll have our situations and everything. But we should have some fulfillment. We should be, we should be fulfilled. And how do you get fulfilled is by giving out as well. And the, the other point would be is this, is do I feel like there's direction in my life? Now, I know when I speak to youth, most of them don't really have a direction. But as we get a little bit mature, we should have a direction in life. We should know where we're going spiritually. We see that God is continuing to say, here's your plan, and your plan is first to seek me. Your plan is to follow me, and I'll direct your path. But if we're not, if we don't have them, if we got them, one of them four things going on, good chance that we're not living 
in God's plan for our lives. Because God's got a plan. God is a God of plan. Throughout the scripture, from, from Genesis to eternity, God's got plans, one plan after another. So God's all about planning and having the right plan as well. Let's go to our next point, please. Now, here in Scripture, we see in Psalm... Now, we talked about this probably just a couple months ago now. But um, the, the Psalm says here, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Direction. God's word, we're talking about the Holy Bible. God's word brings us direction. You know, you, you'll continue to hear from the pulpit here, up front here, that we got to be reading the Word of God. This is why you got to be reading the Word of God. Because it gives you the direction. It gives you the path that you need to take in life. People sometimes get, get all out of whack and everything because they're not, they're not looking to God for the path in life. I think it's pretty interesting as well how the Word says, the Word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Let me give you an example. If this was nighttime and the electric went out, these emergency exits would all stay lit because they're battery-operated. And for me, I would say, wow, there's the light. All I got to do is go that way, and I'm going to get out. And that's really cool because I can see that light. But here's the problem. I don't know the path. I don't know um, the lamp to my feet. I don't know what's in front of me. So I can say, all right, there's the light. Okay, all I got to do is follow that. And I'm going to fall right off the stage here. Where God's word says, I'm also giving you light to your feet. So you can see where you're going. See, here's the point. The scripture says the devil disguises himself as an angel of light. So you know what? We can be looking at some light and thinking, oh, that's from God, you know? There's movies, there's TV shows about, you know, these angels and ghosts and all these crazy things out there. And all that does is divert someone from God. You understand? So we can see light and say, oh, that's the light. You know what I mean? And we're looking at this, this fancy looking thing and we walk, fall right into a hole. So we see that the word of God has given us direction. It's given us light. It's given us the, the path. It's, given us, it's, it's like our GPS. It's like our map. And this is why it's important to stay into the map, stay into the directions, because God has a path. He's got a plan for each and every one of us. Following along, catching on. See, our plan has to first be God's plan. So many times we make a plan, we come up with something, and we say, God, bless it, hop on, come on with us. Where really we say, God, let me seek you first and let me see where you want me to go with this. See, when we seek God, it doesn't mean that we're going to be, um, we're going to be exempt from problems or situations. It doesn't mean that. But it means God will help us through these situations. Some of these decisions that we have to make in business, in life, God will help us through it. So I suggest this as we go into a new year. It's a first seek God. God, what do you want me to do? God, God, guide and direct me. What we will do, what you want to do, is honoring to God. And even in the morning, I think it's so important in the morning to spend time with God. Have at your prayer time. Have at your time you read the Bible. Because you're starting out the day. You want to make sure you got the path. You want to make sure you got the, the guiding light that's going to take you to where God wants you to go. 
It's nothing worse than going on your own path and then all of a sudden saying, God, help me, you know? What happened here? I tried this. I thought everything was good here. God said, well, maybe you didn't seek me first. You know, maybe you're not using the light that I've given you. So our last, our last um, point is this. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. So it's like whatever you do. I mean, it's really, again, some of these verses, I'm just using up time. <laughs> because if you just meditated on these verses and you just stared at them for a little while, it's simple. Whatever you do, whatever you're doing, you're doing it for God. Whether you're at a job or in construction, you know, you, you realize that God is really your master. He's your boss. So you don't become a slacker because you think, you know, nobody's watching you. So I can, you know, I can slack off a little bit. Nobody's around me. I can go on Facebook for about 15, 20 minutes. You know, we, cause, because we're working for the Lord. And when you're working for the Lord, help, hopefully it holds us a little bit accountable in the things we do. So we see scriptures like this, and it doesn't matter what you're doing. You can be a, a parent, employee, you can be an employer, whatever you're doing in life. Do it for the glory of God, not for the glory of yourself. Amen. We can stand at this time. I'm going to wrap it up. But I think we see the point as we are going into 2019. Again, allow me just to encourage you to, to pray about what God's direction for you in your life. You know, a lot of times we use this thing like forecasting. We said that, you know, forecast, plan be prudent about what you're doing, what you're going to do this coming year. And not just, not just the, um, the literal standard. What are you going to do with the Lord this year? What is your relationship with God going to be this year? Pursue going deeper with God. Pursue going deeper with God. And you know who's responsibility that is yours yours and mine for me pursue that how do we pursue it first we seek God we seek God with all our heart we don't understand some of this stuff we plan out things we trust in God all these all these verses we use as we go into a new year and we go deeper with God in our relationship amen Let's pray. Father God, we just come before you in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for this day. Lord, we pray for this new year coming up, Lord, that it would just be honoring to you, Father, in each and every one of our lives. Whatever we do, whatever we decide, however we, uh, we, uh, we do what you want us to do, Lord. But Father, we want, we want it to be for your glory. Father, we want to commit our work. We want to commit our life. We want to com- commit our plans to you, Father. Lord, we want you to lead us, and we want to follow, Father. So, Father, I pray that each and every one of us would just take that step this year to grow closer to you. Father, to take more time in, in reading your word, the word that gives us light, 
the word that gives us direction, Father. And I thank you for that. Lord, I pray for each and every one of us to just build our trust in you more and more. So, Lord, we don't have to carry the cares and the worries of the world on our shoulders. Your word says, cast all your cares upon you because you care for us. So, Father, I pray that we don't just hear these words, we don't just read these words, but, Lord, we we begin to live these words in 2019. Again, Father, we thank you for so many blessings, but most of all, we thank you for Jesus dying on the cross for our sins. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you again so much for tuning in. I hope you were blessed by the service and I hope God was really speaking to you. Let me encourage you to go to the church website at perryhall.life and click on the Jesus link. This will tell you a little bit more about how to get that personal relationship with Jesus Christ to make him Lord and Savior of your life. Again, thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you tune in next Sunday at 11 a.m. as well. Thank you, God bless you, and have a great day.